Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. I'm your host, William Morales. And on today's show, I have Khalid Yatim. He is the co-founder of Nile, a revolutionary real estate software that is empowering agents in the real estate home selling process. The software arms agents with an all-in-one platform to close deals faster and sell at a higher rate. The company has been featured in TechCrunch and in MarketWatch. Khalid, thank you so much for being on Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. How are you? Um, great, William. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to well, be with you. Yeah, listen, it's my pleasure. So I always ask every entrepreneur this. Uh, did you know early on that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Did, was this something that you grew up with or it fell into your lap as you got older? Did you know by the age of five or six, you're going to be the next Warren Buffett of, of uh, <laughs> technology? <laughs> um, I guess the answer would be I wish. Um, you know, I, I think that there were always seeds of entrepreneurism from an early age. My, my father was a civil and structural engineer. My mom was a academic and, uh, and homemaker. So there wasn't, uh, wasn't a, lot of a lot of data points for entrepreneurs in our family. But, you know, I had always had an interest in tinkering with different things and, you know, playing with, you know, 1990 software like Print Shop Deluxe. But I think that my journey was much more growing into being an entrepreneur rather than wanting to be one from an early age. Ah, I see. So when, once you decided that you, you know, wanted to, let's say, run your own business uh, as you got older, did you get any pushback from your friends and family? Like they were saying, did anybody say, no, you should uh, stay with a nine to five or start a nine, or work at a nine to five. It's a steady paycheck. Any, any of that non-support you might have gotten? You know, I, I don't think it's so much non-support. You know, my, my father was an immigrant. You know, my father, uh, you know, came to the United States from, from Lebanon and, uh, you know, came and, and really made his way in the country and, um, and, uh, and you know, rose to, to become, a, you know, an, an executive in engineering. And, you know, I think that the, it was more concern rather than uh, dissuasion, right? It was like, you know, the, the, in the 80s and the 90s, there was so much evidence of, you know, you work for a big company, you get your gold watch, you have your pension, you have your 401k, you have a lot of the, the, the benefits of security. For me, you know, I've, you know, I've spent time, uh, you know, working in corporate investment banking. So I, you know, I, I, I have had my, my taste and flair of the corporate world. But going back to growing into being an entrepreneur, I've always had that burning, like something inside of me that's like, hey, like you're, you're going to kind of chart your own path in this world. We don't know what it's going to look like, um, but um, you're going to be cut from a little bit of a different cloth. And I do know that. Uh, well, I mean, at least you, you saw that in yourself though, right? Um, and, and I think... With, with someone as young as you, when you're starting out, you know, um, did you run into any jealousy of, of with any of your friends? Were there any, um, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Besides the jealousy, just maybe a little envious that you're, you know, you, you're heading on a different path more than uh, maybe some of your friends or some of their friends' friends? You know, I, I live in, I live in Los Angeles and, um, I, you know, one of the wonderful things about Los Angeles is there's so many people here that are kind of creating and making their own worlds and their own, you know, their own kind of destinies and paths. And, you know, I, 
there are certain uh, certainly entrepreneurs that are younger than I am, but you know, I've been in Los Angeles for a while now. I didn't grow up here, but I've I've think I've been really inspired by people trying to kind of make their own way. So I feel like one of many um, in this uh, in this area that are kind of um, working on their own paths. And so I think it's very common uh, here, whereas maybe in other places it wouldn't be. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, so you know I think it's that a that natural is, entrepreneurship yeah. city and and, and yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. You got that bug for better for worse. <laughs> I think, hey, listen, I think with technology, in my opinion, is always for better. So tell us, how was uh, Nile founded? It was you and, and you have a, a co-founder, or yeah, was it you 100%? No, there's, uh, there's been a couple of us who were, who were part of the very early uh, team. Uh, me, uh, uh, my business partner, two of my business partners, Tim Helfrey um, and Miles Friedman. Um, and the, the genesis for Nile, you know, I, I started, I got my real estate license right out of high school. Um, I was the youngest broker of record in California when I was 20. You know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, sell $500 million of real estate over the course of my career. Um, I came back to real estate. Um, you know, I, I, I exited it for a period of time to do corporate investment banking. And when I came back, I worked for a large U.S. builder. I worked alongside of them and to help them sell uh, a neighborhood, a, a large uh, master plan community in, in Los Angeles. And I really discovered a couple of things in that process. Like one is that when you have a structured, streamlined, organized systems around things, you're able to produce uh, exponentially more volume. Um, and inside of that, you're able to deliver a much better experience with all these really interesting touch points for interpersonal communication and, um, and, and really getting to know your clients um, really, really well. And, when, and, and as those neighborhoods were winding down, um, we, I, I saw an opportunity to take a lot of those tenets that I had learned there and apply them to the residential space. And you know, I, I looked around and look, I, I started selling real estate, you know, before, you know, you know, right around the time, you know, Uber was invented and, you know, all of these new technologies have come online in the world to help better serve consumers. And yet our, the antiquated nature and anachronistic nature of real estate, we were still filling out the same forms that why it filled out right out of high school. So it just didn't, compute anymore to me and so I wanted to try and find a better way you know I, I, you hit it right on the head I think and and you could tell me if I'm wrong but it seems that real estate has been one of the last niches or one of yeah one of many let's say one of many niches that seems to be stuck in the old ways uh, I was talking to somebody and they still, you know, want to sign contracts, you know, right then and there instead of doing a DocuSign or using the technology to help um, your business grow. And I think with you guys coming into the space, uh, basically you're streamlining everything because for me, I don't want to be going from city to city. And, you know, if I could do it over a, a, a Zoom call or a phone call, whatever that may be just to make it easier because in my opinion when I, when I bought my first uh, property in Pittsburgh I didn't go there I I did a zoom call I think it was a zoom call um 
and I, I met the realtor there. I told him what I wanted and everything was all done online without me ever having to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, the second one I bought was in Orlando. I, ha I have a brother there. So for him, he just was my property scout. So has streamlining made it easier for agents of today's world, um, you know, to, for them to buy, I mean, to, to sell properties or to help their clients? Has, has that uh, evolved to just make their jobs easier? Sorry that I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, not at all. I love tangents. It's the, it's the, the best way to have a conversation is when it goes in such an organic direction. So I love it. Um, look, I think that there's, a lot of reasons why uh, real estate has been slow to adopt technology. One is that it's extremely complex, right? It's a complex system with a lot of different variables and different stylistic approaches to how people want to do things ex exactly like what you described. And, you know, there's, and so to, to automate at scale, I think, you know, requires, trying to get adoption from, you know, a huge swath of people that all have their own kind of ways of doing things. Um, you know, I always think when we think about, when I think about our company, I always think about companies that make something so much better that you don't do it the old way, right? Google, right? That's a huge, crazy example, but Google, right? Yeah. Do you use Google or do you use a dictionary, right? The fundamental difference there is that Googling something and searching for something on your phone is fundamentally easier than going and searching a, you know, a, a hard copy of a dictionary. Right. But in order to generate that adoption, you have to win the hearts and minds of people and, and have it be so much better. And I think that that is the key is really being masterfully creative and leaning into being imaginative about what the market wants that they don't know they want yet. And also blending it with, Hey, this is a business that's been around for a long time. And so building in things that make it easy to get that adoption or, or make congruency uh, more omnipresent. Um, but, you know, I want to, I want to mention, you know, I think that the conversation that we would have had, a year ago around streamlining is actually a very different one that I think that you're having today. And, you know, if you look at the press in the last, you know, two weeks of real estate, there is more press around real estate commissions and potential fundamental changes around the decoupling of, of real estate commissions than there ever has been in the last 30 years. Right. And I think that what you're going to find is, Streamlining is no longer a vitamin. It's going to be a painkiller because agents that are agents that are forward thinking and they're thinking, hey, I want to be in this business and I want to create a career for myself in this world doing what I love to do. They understand and we're seeing that more and more every day. I have to lean into technology and I need to carve my place in the world for the future today. And how do I do that? I'm going to lean into technology um, and I'm going to be cutting edge today before everybody starts piling into it. No, I agree hundred percent. I, I, for me, as someone that uh, recently turned 60, I love that it's that I could find things on the internet. I love that um, 
I could look at my phone and say, oh, shoot, let me find this address because I live in New York City. So I'm like, oh, you know, if they throw me an address of, let's say, 790 Fifth Avenue, you know, I might not know right away, like, okay, it's on this street, but yeah, I could look it up or real estate listings. I, I, I am so for technology, especially someone that's my age. Um, do you find, you know, for, for someone that's young, it's already there. It's, it's embraced when you're 18, 19, 20, 21. But when you deal with someone, let's say at my age, and we talk about, let's talk about ageism now here. Are you, is there pushback from, you know, people like myself that it might be over 45 that might not, you know, that did it the old way, looking at a phone book or, or uh, looking in newspapers. How was that uh, transition uh, for someone that might be in the twenties to someone that might be in their forties, fifties, and sixties? Well, I think that the thread there is, I think there's actually a lot of commonality and I, I you know, uh, you know, across multi-generations. And what I mean by that is I fundamentally do believe that real estate is a human to human experience. And I think that you can look at the graveyard of prop tech companies that have come that have tried to displace and disrupt and eliminate the real estate agent. And, you know, and, and it hasn't succeeded for a lot of reasons. One is could have been timing, could have been a whole lot of other functions, but what I see from everybody who's 20 to 70 is that somebody wants a human to lead them through the process. And you want a point of contact that you can call that whether it's you're nervous about the process, whether you're concerned about something, whether you need, maybe you need someone to, to give you permission to say yes. Maybe you have a question that you don't want to look up in a FAQ online somewhere, right? right. So I think cross-generation real estate is a human-to-human -human experience. That doesn't mean that inside of that process, that technology does not do things better than people. There are a, there are a bunch of things that technology does better than people. Great example, forms. You know, I, you know, the idea that people are using hand paper forms to fill things out is ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's incredibly risky. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not intuitive. Um, you know, real estate, you know, forms, you know, electronic forms and, you know, a TurboTax approach is a much more intuitive way to do something. Yeah. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to pick up the phone and, you know, have a, a professional that's guiding you along the way, you know, be eliminated. It just means like, let's, layer on you know things that also make our lives easier so i i see people being a you know a, an essential role in this process alongside technology which is why we call it a human in the loop a human in the loop experience no i like that i like that term a human in the loop experience i like that um is social media part of 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 would you say part of technology now in terms for your agent or the agents that you might work with or that you know? Uh, are we using more social media to, to look for leads? I, I think that um, one of the things that just boggles my mind, you know, I saw some statistics around TikTok and what, how explosive TikTok has been as far as lead gen. Um, you know, one of the big changes in real estate in, in the last you know, even, even, you know, I started in, you know, the mid to, you know, mid early 2000s. And um, the real, the, the, the role of the real estate agent is much more driven to the marketing side. The best agents in this business are less consultative, you know, lawyer-esque folks that can navigate a contract 
and they are much more skewed to, uh, you know, that charismatic salesperson that can drive marketing, that can generate interest online, that can really gain that following. Um, I think that's a, a fundamental shift that I certainly did not see coming. Um, and I think that, you, you know, these you, you, social media remains and is going to remain as a very, very forceful uh, part of the equation for lead gen um, and just really um, having individual, individual agents um, uh, create their business. And, and, and in many ways, it's interesting because I think the rise of social media and the how agents have uh, created their own brands has actually led to a bit of commoditization of the brokers themselves. Right. Like people are hiring, you know, Jason Smith or, you know, Linda Thompson. They're not hiring necessarily Coldwell Banker or, you know, or, or, you know, another kind of large real estate brand like the way that I think they used to. Um, and I think that social media has played a, a significant role in that dynamic shift. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. Uh, we're talking with Kali Yatin of, of Nile. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I wasn't a big fan of the Facebook marketplace in terms of looking for leads. And I remember I started listening to other podcasts and, and some of my, um, uh, some of my friends in the industry. And now I see it. I haven't, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't looked at TikTok in terms of for real estate leads or anything like that, but I've been hearing, you know, in terms of connections, I've been doing work with LinkedIn and also with, uh, Twitter, uh, Jumping off of that, one of the things that really bothers me is the paperwork. Uh, and you know this already. The, just doing the paperwork has, after, you know, especially after a closing, when I bought a couple of properties, uh, has technology made it easier? And if so, what can you say more about that? Um, you know, I, what I will tell you is a, a lot of our time on product was spent on um, on eliminating on on eliminating that kind of paperwork nonsense and making mm -hmm. it a lot more intuitive. One of the things that we have done is, you know, if you think about all the different pieces of information that uh, that are captured and distributed inside of a real estate transaction. It goes to multiple stakeholders, right? The brokerage needs information, the title company needs information, the escrow provider needs information. So you, you know, and, and to me, you know, in a traditional real estate transaction, how many times do you think you wrote down your name? How many things, times do you think you wrote down your social security number and sent it by an email yeah, into the yes. Oh my God, and, yes. And so, you know, if you, so when we started thinking about that, the way our system works, and I'll, I'll plug this for a second because I'm very proud of what we've done, is what we do is we take this seller through, you know, agent says, I'm going to list a property for sale. They send the seller an onboarding link. So it's a secure environment. Seller logs in and they go through about 20 minutes of questions that encompasses brokerage, escrow, and tax and title. So 100% of all the information that we need to process 100% of the paperwork is captured in 20 minutes and automated in 60 seconds. So the only thing left to do is to get those documents signed, store them in the document library, and they get exposed, you know, at the time of, you know, at the appropriate time in the transaction. This concept of, you know, brokering paper back and forth between 
providers, you know, not only is a highly unproductive activity, it costs money to hire somebody to do it. It leads to a terrible seller experience and it creates a ton of risk. If you're filling out forms and you miss a question, guess what? That's just increasing your probability of, of, of a post-close of post-close litigation, right? You know, so that's a great example of where software does a better job than humans. And, you know, a, a way that, you know, we can by by creating a much more intuitive way to gather data and automate paperwork allows a broker to have structured, organized conversation and create that very, very deep relational experience with their client and get out of those, you know, nonsense, low value logistical conversations. No, I, I, you know, the more I hear you speak about it, uh, you know, and, and it's funny, I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh my God, he's so right. You know, you have to write your signature a hundred times and you got to send it here, there. And, and it, like I said, even when I bought my first property in 2017, now obviously five, six years later, you know, the technology is so much better than it was. And it's only, like I said, five years ago, but yes, I, you know, I had to sign some things online, some things I had a, a, a sent through a, a FedEx courier and I'm like, oh my God, this is nuts. It's, it, I, I just don't like it. Um, so are electronic signatures now the new norm as we go forward in, 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 uh, in business? Oh, I, I think that what, what, if you think of an electronic signature, like, you know, a lot of signing platforms that are out there, I think that they're already outdated. Um, wow, you know, okay. if you, if you think, if you look at, you know, if you look at the, you know, Federal Electronic Signatures Act, um, and you look at, you know, if you go online to a new website, and you, you say, hey, you, they have to acknowledge your you know, privacy policy in terms of agreement. How do you do that? You usually check a box, right? Yeah. As soon as you check that box, that's a binding agreement with the full force and effect as a signature. Full force and effect as a signature. Wow. And so the, the, I think in real estate, the concept that, you know, you know, you have to use all of, you know, that you have to, you know, sign or handwrite, your, you know, your name or anything like that, I think is a very outdated modality. Um, and I think that, the what we are really leaning on is much more use of you know radio buttons that we can track when something is done and we can verify it and have a history of it um and and using those types of tools that have been available for years um mm -hmm. you know in our transactions and and doing that and you know i'll even say that you know when you look at the future of real estate which is going to be much more of a tokenized model using nfts like that's going to that that is the bridge to getting to NFTs is much is using much more of those uh, kind of fluid like frictionless acknowledgements like radio buttons and things like that and moving much more away from you know cold hard signing. No, no. Uh, listen again. Whatever makes it easier, that's what I'm looking for. So. Um, are we making now offers using technology now versus let's say calling a client uh, or do we, in other words, do we ever have to call anybody now? Can we make a, uh, through technology, just make whether it's two offers or three offers, giving the seller something uh, to look at, something to decide, you know, giving them uh, multiple choices. Uh, are, are we leaning more towards that uh, instead of like making a phone call? If, if again, if my, hopefully my question made sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's, I think it's both and. Um, 
I, I think the, the phone call still is an essential part of that relationship building, right? right? You know, you can call, a broker can call another broker and say, hey, you know, my name is Khalid. I represent, you know, I represent, you know, John Smith and I'm submitting an offer through the platform. I wanted to introduce myself, say hello, and, you know, have, you know, have a networking structured, organized conversation around what you're doing. Right. right. I think that that, you know, having a, you know, having a phone call is, is not a worthless part of the process. It's a, it's a beautiful part of, of human building, you know, and connection building and community building. Now, when you're placing that offer, you know, we use like our platform in particular, all the offers come through our platform, right? That's how brokers submit the, the offer with the beauty of it is, is five minutes. You start it with a QR code, goes to a link, you place the offer in five minutes. Um, and what's terrific about that is we're actually, you're actually able to generate 30% more offers. We generate 30% more offers than traditional listings because you don't have this paper embargo that's prohibiting somebody from you know, investing two, two hours of time to get a piece of paper over to somebody else. Um, and so we're creating a, a better, better market dynamics for that property, creating better performance for the seller. We have more offers. You, have, you can counter offer everybody in less time, leading to 5% higher sales prices. What is 5%? That's the whole commission that people are getting paid. You're literally able to pay for your entire commission by using, by using software. And I think that that becomes, um, so I think it's, it's both, it's both and, but I, I absolutely believe that technology offers will be made through technology. Um, and I think that conversations will be had alongside those submissions. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I think, uh, and I agree with you. Yeah, making a phone call, building a rapport, getting to know each other, but then just having that uh, technology to send offers, whether, like you said, it's a QR code or a link or whatever it is. And hey, these are my multiple offers. Uh, if you want to counter, I guess use this link or what, whatever it may be. I, I, I love the idea because I think it just makes it so much quicker. Can you tell us uh, uh, what the deal score algorithm is. I read that in the bio and in the website. Yeah. So can you talk more about that? Yeah, you know, the deal score algorithm um, came to be, you know, you know, a couple of things, you know, when you when you have say you have 20 offers, right, you have 20 offers, and great. Now they're all through the platform. So you can sort by them and you can look at them. Well, what happens? What's the difference between somebody that's putting, you know, 20% down on a conventional loan or somebody that's putting 15% down on a jumbo loan or somebody that's paying cash, but paying considerably, you know, paying, you know, $30,000 less. So what a deal score algorithm does is, or the now deal score algorithm does is it takes all of those attributes of the offer and it understands the risk reward profile of, of, of each of those kind of factors. And then it outputs a single number to the broker. So it says, hey, like you might think just through the naked eye that, you know, you know, th this offer that's giving you, you know, $20,000 more in cash is great, but it actually carries a lot more risk because, you know, of, of different, you know, other, other characteristics of it. Um, so it, it gives somebody an instant 
you know, an instant viewpoint to be able to say, hey, this is what the system says. Now, look, some you could have different motives for wanting to go with a different offer, but it's just another tool in your tool belt to help, you know, make a more uh, make a more informed and efficient decision along the way. Um, and then be able to help counsel, you know, counsel your, your, your sellers, you know, uh, uh, in that regard as well. And the, and the deal score algorithm is actually only available to brokers. Um, we, okay. uh, so, so they can remain the, you know, the, the dominant force inside the transaction and, and really be the subject matter expert in that conversation. I know, no, fair enough. Um, so what is next for now? What are you guys, what is the goal for now for the next three to six months? I know it's hard to predict, but if, if you did have a little crystal ball in front of you, what would you want to do in the next three to six months? You know, we're working on, um, we, we have three objectives. Objective number one is measuring the performance and the success of the company by the output of our agents, right? Mm -hmm. So our, what we communicated is, in, you know, what our vision and our business plan was, is we need to take an agent from doing an average number of transactions of nine to upwards of 16 to 18. And that's how we measure our success. Mm -hmm. um, so, so making sure our agents are more productive um, and, and producing more deals and more revenue than they did a year prior is, is, is benchmark number one. Benchmark number two is, you know, we launched Nile um, out of, a, after doing a very long beta, uh, we launched Nile in January. So continuing uh, to recruit agents onto our platform. Um, so our goal is to uh, recruit the kind of first, uh, first hundred agents on our platform uh, and uh, in this year and, um, and really have those guys be founding agents of a, of a company that's, you know, going to, to be around for, for many, many years to come. Um, and then finally, we are working on releasing a uh, releasing software that can be used at any bro for any agent at any brokerage um, towards uh, probably towards the end of the year. Um, and uh, those are the three the three elements on our radar. I think it really goes back to you know what I mentioned earlier. The the landscape of real estate is going to change uh the dynamics are absolutely going to change we and you know we want to be we've been ahead of the curve for a long time and continuing to innovate and ideate and you know build something with you know top real estate professionals and you know give power to them and partner with them um to create you know a more frictionless experience no i listen i i think the goals that you have in mind uh i think it's I, I even think for real estate investors, that's going to be the way to go um, because it's just a stream. Again, uh, you know, going through from different uh, types of platforms that I've been through, this seems like an easier method to uh, to work with because everything is all, basically it's like you're what they call it, all in one shop, a stop like a stop and shop. One stop you know, shop. Yeah. One stop shop. Yeah, exactly. First of all, Kyle, thank you so much for being on Peter Peer Real Estate Show. I really appreciate it. Take your time out of your busy schedule. And before I let you go, just a couple more things. What keeps you motivated? I already could tell, but for my audience that might not know, what keeps you motivated? Um, you know, I we just had, there was a, a sale on our platform a couple of weeks ago. And William, it was, it was, unbelievable it the the price performance hasn't closed yet so i can't share right. price performance on this thing blew the roof 
off the off the house the the time that it took to process the deal was so uh just so incredibly uh fluid and, and just reduced the amount of time and just you know the, the 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 structured organized conversations were there and the nonsense conversations were gone and it was beautiful and that really seeing more of those just really lights me up um every day you know seeing agents be really excited about what we're doing um you know that that yeah and, and just just working on you know new innovative products that, that keeps them going yeah no i listen i again it's all about the customer experience making the uh everybody's job easier um any books you would like to recommend because i think you have one in you uh if you haven't thought about writing one or at least when uh you guys are in business for a couple of years you you know there's a book in you you know that right <laughs> yeah I may, may, maybe um you know i there there's a few actually um uh, uh you know the one of my favorite books is um uh it's called principles by ray dalio a uh, terrific business yeah. book um terrific business book ray ray is uh has so many interesting things that we integrate into our company one of them is radical transparency it's a it's just a terrific book with a lot of great lessons uh daring greatly by brene brown um also a really uh really wonderful book um to to you know find find your inner courage lead and uh just be the best person you can be no sounds good and if somebody wanted to get in contact with you what's the best way uh they can send me an email directly uh, my email is uh college k-h-a-l-e-d at nilehome.com or mm -hmm. uh you can find us at uh www.nilehome.com and we'd love to uh we'd love to chat answer any questions and uh have uh have a fun conversation with anybody who's interested in learning more yeah sounds good well anyway again Kyle, thank you so much for being on peer-to-peer -peer real estate show really really appreciate it yeah my pleasure thank you so much for having having me william yeah no my pleasure thank you well everyone that was Khalid yatim and you can find them at nilehome.com. That's nilehome.com. Khaled, thank you so much for being on Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. Really appreciate it. You can find me at peertopeerrealestate.com. That's peer and number two, peerrealestate.com. Check out our past shows and check out our blog. Also, when you get a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts. Look for us on Peer to Peer Real Estate Podcast. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell us how we can make this show better. And before I go, guys, there's a couple of more things. Do not give up on your dreams. Fight for it. Guard it. Protect it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. And I really believe if you keep the momentum going, good things will happen. On behalf of Peer to Peer Real Estate, I'm William Morales. Until next time, thanks, everybody. Have a great day, and please stay safe.